Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Recorded live. Yeah. Do we do 
and welcome to the Goddess Rising Network. Um, I'm your host, Netra Tanu. Good evening, and, and I'm, I'm Empress uh, Ifi Nikita. Okay, and um, thank you for joining us once again um, for the Goddess Rising Network. And I just had to play Michael Jackson's This Is It because I used that in the um, original post to state that we were going to have this show. So I'm going to say that this is it. Empress Ife, Nikita, and I, we are the light. <laughs> so, but once again, like I stated, um, thanks for joining us. We are usually on um, for two hours, but tonight we just may roll for an hour. And um, as usual, you know, Empress and I, we will start the show. And about half an hour into the show, or 45 minutes, we will start taking questions or comments or, you know, interacting with the audience. Um, however, we would appreciate while we're giving the show that, you know, we're not in- interrupted, you know, and that there's a level of respect for that because the lines are open. And, um, you know, so if you were to say anything, you know, we could hear you, but we'd rather, you know, wait until we're ready, you know, for everyone else to um, join in and join us. So tonight's show, I really didn't give it much of a title other than stating that this was it. Um, I just think that at this point in time, we're we're at a critical time where um, a lot of things like 10 years ago or even 5 to 10 years ago was seen as like a conspiracy or, you know, certain people were considered as conspiracy theorists. Whereas now, a lot of this stuff is starting to play right out in front of our eyes. And one of the reasons why I really wanted to get into speaking about the 501c3 um, in the church, particularly um, the black church itself, because, you know, me being of African descent or African American or melanated person, um, you know, and seeing you know, the current circumstances that we're still in as of today, and we have like a billion churches, you know, and I would say a majority of those churches are black churches, and you know, because when you go into the black communities, you have like 50 on one corner, you know. I may be exaggerating, but okay, like 30 on one corner. But yet and still, we have all of these churches, all of these so-called leaders, and yet the plight here in, in America for the African has not improved. And, you know, that, that that concerns me, that bothers me, because why have all of these institutions and they're not benefit, benefiting the people that they're mm-hmm. there to serve? Okay. So, um, and I just thought maybe, um, you know, we should get like a little clarity on what the 501c3 is and actually what the NDAA is, which is that's the National Defense Administration Act, and also um, this new one, which was new to me, but not not well the name itself, because I've always known that um, the the church itself had a certain obligation to the government, and you know I it just I I didn't connect the dots when I've like um, done certain posts on Facebook just to state that, you know, certain pastors were given snippets from the Bible. And these were uh, 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 the the black leaders at the time that would, you know, motivate the slave or or try to keep the slave motivated. And so when masters, you know, know, the white slave owners saw this, 
okay, so then he would step to that person that looked like, okay, this person, you know, may become a leader or, or may become influential to these slaves. Let me pull him or her, well, actually him because the woman couldn't speak, but let me pull him to the side and give him what I want him to say because the last thing that the white, you know, slave owner wanted was to have a black uprising, so, and I only thought of, you know, at the time that it was just for that time period only, only to find out all of these so-called evangelists, ministers, bishops, popes, or whatever, the, you know, titles they want to give themselves, they're still doing the same thing to this day. And like I said, I'm especially concerned, or you know, with the black church itself because, you know, yeah. It's just that our people have gone through so much, and then to go to church to be liberated, but you're not really being liberated. You're being lied to, you know. So right. um, before we get all into this, Empazifi, um, did you want to elaborate a little bit? Oh, um, I mean, there's so much. <laughs> there's so much to speak on. I'm not even sure where to even even start. I guess we can we can follow right up on this Bible one. Um, C3. Okay. Right, uh, right. Basically, what it um what it does is it throws out the Bill of Rights um right out the door. It um it conflicts with the First Amendment um mm-hmm. which basically says that you have the right you know to be able to um exercise your own uh, freedom of religion. Um, but when churches sign up for this, they're waiving their freedom of speech. They're right, waiving right. their freedom of religion. And mm-hmm. um, basically they're making it as to where um, them and their members have to conform, that they have to have to teach in a certain way and not speak on certain topics or even have a response in a, in a, certain, in a certain way or a certain perspective um, to basically... Um, put these into these, these people's mindsets, you know, when their spirit is open and, and they're learning, well, basically they're setting up their own program by doing so. And um, that's part of the contract of the 501c3 um, by them by them signing up for it. Um, right. And uh, basically what it is is that they're asking for a tax-exempt status, but um, but churches on their own, you know, according, you know, to the, the original rights of this land, is that um that they are tax exempt. They're not um they're not petition petitioning within any type of civil corporation. And five hundred one three C puts them right into that place placement to where they they are exempt they are tax exempt. They're filing, you know, themselves as an entity and uh, Right, and right. In which they're really not governmental right, exactly. right, right. Yeah. And and okay, so getting into what once again what a 501c3 or some know it as a 5013c uh really is uh it's it's the 501c3 corporation um it's a non-profit organization that gains a tax exempt status under section 501c in the United States Internal Revenue Code 26 USC which is the United States Code 501c uh many types Clubs and groups are eligible for this 501c3 um, incorporated status, but Part Three of it is developed for you know religious institutions, educational institutions, and charitable entities. So, um, really, there's a false assumption by many Christians that in order to be an official church, that one must obtain this 501c3 status. 
but this couldn't, you know, it, it's not true. It, there's no reason um, for them to actually file for this. Mm-hmm. Um, so here again, right. when you, you know, it's like when you're looking at this, you, you know, you should, you have to question because I look at it like this, and the reason, one of the reasons why I really want to get into this because, um, like I said, a lot of things that were looked at five to ten years ago by people that were speaking out about the government and certain actions and things that were taking place, well, one of them deals with FEMA. So I've come to find out that, yes, the church is involved with FEMA, DHS, which is Department of Homeland Security, and as well as the NDAA, okay? So they're involved in this, and one of the reasons why they are involved is because of this contract, you know, under this contract, Mm -hmm. this 501c3 that they're under. So, you know, Mm -hmm. I I question, like, you know, are these guys really stupid or do they not know or what? Because one would have to ask, why would a pastor church want to become a nonprofit organization because a tax-exempt status means that the church does not have to file for um, you know for the uh, federal uh, can't even talk federal income tax and individuals and businesses can write off donations on their taxes okay mm-hmm. but however there's no law okay no law exists that requires anyone to file a federal tax form okay yeah. so the church itself is not legally a recognized entity so it is already tax exempt. Right. You see? So um and and you know, I don't know if, if a lot of these pastors' arms were being twisted, but here again, you know, it you know, one thing that we don't do much as a people is is, is properly educate ourselves. I think that's what we're still really lacking is in education because if you're a pastor of a church and you have requested this 501c3, that says a lot about how much or how little this pastor actually knows. Mm-hmm. So here again, right, being right. that they, you know what I'm saying? So here again, being that there are there are a lot of them that are under this because going back as far as 2008, FEMA, the DHS, and NDAA, the group there, started to recruit a lot of these pastors um, because they're preparing for a natural disaster or for martial law. And one of the things that the pastors are now doing, because now they're getting away from calling a lot of these places um, FEMA camps, they're calling them uh, um, emergency response centers. So there are certain churches that are supposedly are going to become um, emergency response centers. And mm-hmm. the, the the pastors or ministers or whatever they're called they're calling themselves now the clergy response team, and one of the things uh you know or, or yeah one of the things that um, the clergy response team um, is has been commissioned to do is to soothe the crowd. If all hell breaks loose, breaks loose, uh, you know they, they're gonna come out just like Ab Shopton and Jesse Jackson to put a pacifier in people's mouths and shut them the hell up, you know. So they're going to come out, they're going to pacify the crowd, and also try to have them to give up any of their weapons, to obey the law, to confirm, and basically give up all your rights. Exactly, exactly. Uh, What happens with with these pastors is that um, these heads of the churches, they become wards of the state. 
And um, yes. basically in certain in these situations or, or period, regardless, because they are under this contract, the uh, 501c3 says that they cannot expose any conspiracies. They cannot uh, criticize the New World Order. They mm-hmm. can't publish anything neg- negative in regards to politics. So um, no favor for, you know, Republican, Democrat, things of that nature. They can't criticize any government agencies like the IRS or FBI. They're, they're not allowed to speak on anything like that. So when you go there, you know, even if, you know, basically like they're, they're conditioning you to let you know that you're supposed to go with what the, what the law tells you. In fact, um, I actually saw um, a couple of different accounts um, while I was doing my research uh, where churches are are leading off, you know, into um, getting getting their con- congregation to pledge by um, leading off with the scripture from um, it's Romans thirteen and one, right? And, uh, exactly. Romans thirteen and one that basically says that um, that you're supposed to obey the laws of the land. You're supposed to to conform that whoever is in a position of power is appointed by God. So they lead off, you know, with the Romans thirteen um, chapter, and then they follow up. With a with a pledge, basically saying that they're going to pledge to to do as the officers are saying or as uh, government officials to um to do as they're told, um to actually watch their backs, <laughs> you know, right, and right. almost be like a bit of leverage for them if they see any uh, suspicious activity to call the police. And these are, are practices that they're teaching you know, their congregation that are coming in again wholeheartedly and, and open spirited. And they're they're being given these these programs in order to act in this manner. So it's already teaching you to uh, to just go with the flow of their particular agenda, which is whatever the government sees fit. And that immediately you know throws out again the um, the Bill of Rights. It kicks out you know the um, the First Amendment, freedom of speech, freedom of religion. All of that goes out of out of the door. Exactly. So where is where is the spirit in the church now? Right. And Definitely. Definitely. And, you know, I don't see any harm, you know, for those that do go to church, if, you know, if when they go to church to ask the pastor or ask the treasurer or whoever's the head of the church, ask um, if that church, you know, is a 501c3. Because when you have a 501c3 status, you know, you are basically a corporation. You're a corporation um, of the state. Okay, okay. So the ah. right, right. So, so, I'm sorry. I said it's it's just so much. Like all the all of this that that it it forms in the context. I mean, it, it flows so like if you're not actually researching outside of what's being taught to you, you know, from the um congregation, you wouldn't even look outside of it. Right, um, right. Even, you know, I've come across even where I said that they, um, that, that the churches can't speak necessarily against abortion. <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly, exactly. And that is another of, thing. That is definitely mm-hmm. another thing that the churches, it just amazes me that the churches <laughs> will not go out and protest and speak out. Well, they are they're not allowed to to speak out against mm-hmm. abortion because um, I think, um, Ify, you and I, we spoke earlier and we were talking how, you know, speaking of 
how even abortion itself is big business because the baby's body parts are sold. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so many of the organs are used in experiments. And, 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 st- and remember, we did that one show on mm-hmm. um, certain body parts. Um, oh, what was it called? Oh, man, I'm losing my mind. We were Remember. doing the, uh, the abortions with uh, Margaret uh, Sangler and Clinton. Right, Sanger. right. Well, Margaret Sanger and, was um, another one that beginning. went to the black church. To uh, and see, this is all making sense because you know while you know some people are sitting back saying you know why are these black you know pastors meeting with Donald Trump why are they meet you know going all the way back to Margaret Sanger because here again the church has sold itself out and. How how are they going to get to the people through the church, the ones that are really wholeheartedly and committed? Well, because here again, these people, they know that the church is a corporation and is governed by the state, and they have to conform to what the state ordered, plain and simple. Right. So, yep, yep. Um, so if they get the okay, then it's on and popping. And the sad part is is that, you know, the how everything is, the theatrics, you know, of of church, like you come to Sunday school, they take role. That's actually part of the contract is that they're supposed to keep a list of students. Um, the tides, I've, I've been assistant uh, treasurer. I've been in the bank, and I've counted the tides and, and made, you know, records and whatnot, you know, mm-hmm. and, and they have, you know, records of who's paying tides, how much they're paying. And, right, and that. exactly. That's, that's also a part of the contract as well is to keep, you know, these type of records. And, you know, right. these are things that, you know, we do, and it's just like, okay, you come into church, everybody is doing it. And that's just how things are done. And exactly. even Pastor might even get a little kick and start talking trash, you know, and ask for a little bit more money. Right, exactly. know that they got a little bit more, like, for yeah. real. And then, of course, the money that doesn't go on the books, the quote-unquote low offering. On top uh, yeah, of, you know, exactly. Exemption. Exactly. So it's, it's funny how everything kind of plays out um, effortlessly. You know, and if you didn't really know what was going on, if you were just coming to church and, you know, listening and, you know, doing your little dance and leaving, you know, you you really don't even know, you know, what is what is being orchestrated here. Exactly. It's already a laid out, a laid out, shoot, agenda, laid out plan. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. So once again, you know, I did state that in a church that is under this 501c3, you're basically a corporation, and the state is the sole authority and sovereign head over the corporation. I know a lot of church folks think that Jesus is the sovereign head, but when you're a corporation, somebody else is, you know, got your, is, is over you. So, um, and that's another thing. And, you know, this is not to step on anyone's toes, but this is just to bring light to a situation and, and try to, you know, further awaken or liberate people let, and let people know have them see this hidden agenda. You know, we have so many people that wholeheartedly go to church and, you know, believe in the church and would give the church the shirt off their backs and and, and without knowing how they're being misled by the church. And the corporation, which is the church, is also subject to the laws of the state, which limits its powers. And that was something that Empress Ify mentioned early on, is that they have limited power because they must abide by, I'll just put it, state it like this, they have, they're still abiding by Massa. Massa is still exactly. in control when it comes to the church, you know? Exactly. And, and it makes it so sad because um, if 
they they use like the the Bible verses to to kind of legitimize like what's what's really going on, and then like you're believing in this you know most high ultimate power, but this most high ultimate power is being still being taught under man's law and not God's law, quote unquote. Right, right, and, right. But um, but yet yeah, everything is is still under under another authority that that you're not even not even aware of. It's, right. It's crazy. And the corporation, which is the church that is under this 501c3, submits to a state charter declaring it is a creature of the state. The corporation, which is the church, mm-hmm. is also a state franchise, a franchise business. <laughs> right, and that's supposed to be a mission of church and state. That's what they, they say. But um, you know it, it's funny when you even even say that because even um, when you look at again the the contracts of this five hundred one three C is that you know you can't it's actually saying that you can't um, can't speak on politics or can't in, involve the church in politics or or anything of that nature. But um, but yeah, I mean, but the the politics are what are actually like controlling the church. Right. Definitely. Definitely. And and here again, as we stated before, the church really does not have a say-so. You know, there was this one pastor some, I can't remember how many years back, not not very many years back, but maybe as many as five years or five to seven years back, um, there was this black pastor. Um, somehow he woke up one day and realized, hey, you know what, what I've been teaching and, and telling people is, is not the truth. So this guy, this black pastor, had been all on TV. I've forgotten his name, but he was all in the interview. And um, he had stated how when he started to, like, preach consciousness, his church members started to, like, fade out. He started to lose a lot of his, 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 his flock. And um, I'm, he's not even as big as he used to be. I'm not even sure if this guy is still in business, but that goes to show, uh, you know, how many of these big guys, T.D. Jakes, um, What's the other one's name? Efi, T. D. Jakes, and um... okay, so I don't even know. <laughs> what is it? Joel Osteen, I know he's. Yeah, Joel Osteen, and and mm-hmm. um, um, oh man, I, you know, I, when you're not into the church, you're not into the church. But you know, yeah. how many is like how many of these guys are willing to step out on that on that ledge or edge and really, you know, start telling people the truth? And it's like they they're, they they don't want it to do that because for one, they will lose their tax exempt in which they really don't need it to begin with. But you know, they to me, I'll say it like this: they don't want to lose the money that they've gotten so used to getting. Exactly, exactly. And I think exactly. that it also came out in the news that the ones that did meet with Donald Trump, they were also paid or, or given a certain amount of money. Um, you know, for their endorsements, but um, it, it's just like, you know, this one girl stated the other day on Facebook, she was talking about the church and money and whatever, and I had to shut her up because she was like, oh, you know, it's the love of money. <laughs> That's the root of all evil. And I said to her, I said, well, um, you're just you're just talking about the majority of the pastors, of the pastors because they sure as hell, sure as hell love this money. You know, I mean, you have these pastors nowadays uh, forget about the fly suits they're wearing, but um, you know they have their own private jets, their own runways. They have this huge, uh, what do they call them? Huge compounds that they're living on, 
and then they're hiring their own family members to come and work in the church, and, you know, they're keeping the money in-house. But yet, right. who are who are they really liberating? Who have they liberated? And, again, we want to stick to we're not necessarily just trying to, to bash um you know, Christianity, but we're just stating facts. And, you know, me coming from, you know, having that type of upbringing, you know, and growing into this this type of consciousness, I'm coming from the most humblest of places um, when I when I speak to you, you know, because um, I used to be, you know, someone who worked in the church, you know, someone who, you know, who dedicated their time and energies and whatnot, and I got to see things, you know, behind the scenes, you know, on top of, you know, my own, you know, research and my own, you know, uh, studies. So, you know, when we're speaking on this, you know, we're, we're definitely not trying to um, trying to deter anyone. Just for you to, to open your eyes um, is definitely not a quote-unquote sin um, for you to think critically, uh, but that's what we were, were gifted to have was a, a mind uh, capable, you know, of critically thinking. And just think for yourself for a moment, you know, that this that that what we're saying, go ahead and research what it is that, that we're saying here. Look up what, what it means to be um, under the contract of the 301, mm-hmm. 5013C uh, right. codes and, you know, these uh, churches' limitations and, and what their duties are. Because it, uh, it does show that they are um, they are anchored here for um, for the FEMA camp. So basically, I mean, everyone hears about the about the horror stories, but imagine that, you know, if they're a lot closer or the um, – the stewards are a whole lot closer than than you think. Right, exactly. And and you know, and that's really my concern is that, you know, <laughs> granted, you know, if these things were to take place, you know, a lot of people, a lot of the Christians, you know, I know we joke around and say that, you know, the sheep, you know, are, are the ones that are going to be led, you know, to slaughter. Um, basically, yeah, that's exactly what's gonna happen. You know, mm-hmm. um <laughs> It's sad to say, but, you know, there's a lot that's going on and taking place. And, you know, it's like each one of these entities are playing off each other's back because you have the BRICS. You have, you know, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa that are playing this this whole oil money takeover scheme. Now, here's how I I look at this. When, When all this mess breaks down, it seems that, you know, America is going to be standing by itself mm-hmm. because exactly. when you look at the BRICS, um, these these five countries, they're basically are, are using or moving towards or have moved towards the petrodollar, and they're trading and doing business among themselves without even using um, the, the U.S. dollar. So now there's there's a big fight. There's a big fight over the Holy Grail of oil. There's that one spot out there, and um, I don't know. It's not Syria. It's over. It's where, where is that? That's near Russia, actually in Russia, where they've had that fight. Um, and I forget the name of um, the other country that's over there. But anyways, uh, that's that's what they're fighting for. And it was just you know, I have to look into this a little bit further because it just amazes me that. Um, out of the blue, and we talked about this some months ago about Russia having a warship docked off, you know, docked off the coast there in in, in Cuba. Well, mm-hmm. it, it kind of like, you know, it kind of happened like simultaneously um, at the same time when the U.S. 
forgave Cuba's debt. I, mm-hmm. I, you know, and I'm thinking, okay, well, now it's Cuba going to ban with the U.S., but then why in the hell is there a, a Russian warship? <laughs> so that kind of threw me. So we, we know that this country, you know, um, throws up all types of distractions, so we, we're not paying attention to what's actually happening. But I'm thinking about that, you know, so was that also a distraction? Because at the end of the day, all of these guys, Putin, um, Obama, along with all these other guys, they're all puppets. They're all puppets in the same game, you know. So why forgive Cuba's debt, but yet Cuba uh, okayed Russia to put a warship there? And then there's also a Russian warship docked up in Carolina, you know. So um, it's, it's it's not really a good feeling knowing that those things are there because – and we see that a lot has happened with, you know, Jade Helm and, um, you know, with with the military gearing up and, and doing certain drills locally in the streets, you know, down in Fort Lauderdale. And I think even up your way as well, mm-hmm. Empress. Yeah, I know I've heard about um, down there Fort Lauderdale and um, right. in, uh, Melbourne um, mm-hmm. to Southern California. Right, um, definitely in California. Mhm. Yeah, they so, they've been already preparing and preparing for this. Exactly. Know, for, for quite exactly. Some time. Right. And, they, um, they're also preparing who's for involved something. In it, also, who's oh. involved also is Walmart as well. Now, oh, we all go I'm to glad Walmart. you brought that up. I'm glad you brought yeah. that up. Walmart <laughs> is something serious at this point. OMG. <laughs> well, go ahead and take it away. I was just about to say that, you know, um, through our, our daily lives, you know, we don't realize, you know, the power of our dollars. You know, right. for our people, well, we'll take our dollars and we'll take it to certain places, not knowing what it is that they support and uh, right, right. in a lot of things that are that are going on. Going on. But I'm going to let you go ahead and right. let you know about the Walmart. Well, as far as I know as of now, Walmart is also <laughs> involved with FEMA. There are right. five Walmarts that have closed. Um, I think there were two in Texas. Uh, there may have been one in California. There was one here, one here in Florida, but on the um, on the West Coast, two, three, four. There was like what four right there, and there's another one in another state. And mm-hmm. okay, so you have these five Walmarts that have closed in different states. But the reason why, um, and they lost like 2,200 employees. And the same story um, they gave for all of the Walmarts is that they were having plumbing issues. So in in all these different states, you're having plumbing issues. Well, I come to find out that these Walmarts have been closed, and they've put up like plastic, blue, black plastic up to the windows you can't see in. But there's one Walmart in particular where customers was was able to get in because at this particular one, um, the people, uh, customers that um, still needed to pick up their medications, so the pharmacy was still open and they were allowed to go in. Well, this one lady, but of course after she got noticed, you know, um, using her camera phone to film what was happening inside of this one particular Walmart, all of the shelves, everything inside these Walmarts were taken out, and it seems as if they're building something inside of these Walmarts. You know, there's speculation that um, 
their tunnels underneath these Walmarts. But, it, you know, it should raise a lot of concerns, you know, with people as to what the hell is actually happening and taking place and what, and, you know, what are they reserving these places for, these Walmarts? Right, right, exactly. And, and then when you think about the structure of Walmart, it, it is set up sort of like almost like a warehouse. You know, it's just yes, basically uh-huh. like a, a straight uh, rectangular place. It doesn't really have walls or anything like that. Uh, it's just one like large, pretty large area. So yeah, right, exactly, exactly. I, Where if some sh- if some shit went down and people needed some place to go, now I am not for going to these FEMA camps, but you know, if by chance, if by chance, what if they are actually putting these places together just for people to have a place to go because they know that this war is about to break out, and you know all of the the, the tanks. That, you know, all of these things are pointed to the U.S. You know, and even right. if that is true, how many of us are actually prepared to get the hell out of here or go to where a place that you know where we're, we're going to be safe? And that is going to be the sad reality. But I agree with you. That has been something that crossed my mind. Also, uh, Goddess, I was thinking that um, basically they could take like the sheep people, you know, sheepish. They can like you know usher them into certain places. As they're, they're the ones that are going to continue to feed into the system and keep it going. Um, these are the people that are going to continue to put their money in church uh, to continue to do things that at certain times of day to put their energy into certain um, into certain works that it definitely could be, you know, a way to kind of, like, keep as much of those people safe as possible and then whoever it is, you know, that they're really after uh, for them to, you know, be able to wreak havoc, you know, to right. be able to, to keep, you know, their, um, basically keep their leverage. Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So I thought about that, too. That came across my mind as well. But all I yeah. know is, is I'm definitely with you. I'm not with 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 FEMA at all, like, you know, have whatever it is to go down, we'll have to figure it out, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, yeah, right. outside of, of taking help because now I'm, 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 you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm laughing because I just noticed something when I um, put the show together for tonight and you know how you put the title of the show and all that. I don't know why in the hell I put the, the God Dead Riser Network I'm just not noticing instead of G-O-D-D-E-S-S, I put G-O-D-D-E-D-D. <laughs> oh my goodness! I'm gonna have to fix that. <laughs> we all know what it is. We know the crooked Oh my god! Well, yeah, you have so much on your mind. Okay, great. It's gonna allow me to change and fix that because I'm like, okay, what the hell? <laughs> People probably say, okay, she may be over there drinking again. Who? <laughs> but anyways, yeah. But I mean, this this. This stuff is mind blowing, you know. It is it, so. It's just, it really is. Yeah, you know. So, you know, it's like, what are our options, you know? And if the church is not going to be there, you know, to assist in the way that it actually should, you know, <laughs> what you know, what are the options for people? You know, what are people actually going to do? And I'm one, you know, I'm always thinking that, you know. Um, you know, this is a crucial time and that we should all, you know, try to get together at some point and, um, you know, get a house, get a safety house or, or something, you know, before it's too late. Right. 
because um I you know what I did I, I did want to speak a little bit more on the NDAA um with our audience because uh, I feel like that's there may be a, a missing piece to the puzzle. And uh, basically Obama had signed this. Um, it was uh, December 31st, so New Year's of uh, 2011. And um, basically what that is is basically allowing um, allowing um, basically the country to be run, to be militarized for the um, United States right. to be considered a police state. And um, basically what it allows them to do is to be able to um, to detain you indefinitely without any burden of proof. So there goes your um your sixth amendment. Um and for them basically to do whatever is what they deem is necessary as long as the military is swearing that you are a quote unquote terrorist or extremist. Which they don't even have a defined um a defined characteristics or a defined description of what an extremist is or what a terrorist is. So if it's just someone that, you know, may be considering, you know, to exercise in their their rights or, you know, reserving all of their rights, then um, they can actually look at it as an illegal act. And it's dependent upon whoever that agent is, whether it's the FBI or law enforcement, because they're under, you know, the, that particular uh, contract, as whatever they deem as um, as considered as illegal or as you exercising your free rights. Right, right. So yeah. basically that's leaving, the, your, that's leaving your life um, or your freedom or both, you know, in in the hands of law enforcement or whoever it is that that is deemed necessary. But guess what? They are still agents and authors of the government and what they deem as um as legal and illegal. Right, right. But, so basically, it basically takes away our rights as as natural people of this land. And um by by doing this, you know, I guess legally slash illegally. That um that they can take you, they can take you, exactly, they can exactly. Off. They can do whatever it is that they see fit. And guess what? Um, these churches, again, the um the clergy response team, all of these people are right in right in cahoots. They are right orchestrated with the with the same mentality and with with the same um rules and same structure. So this exactly. is why it's important because all these all of these different organizations and groups, we've already been conditioned to trust. Uh, to obey without without question, and it's something that that we do. It's the energy that we put in, and the the rights that we willingly give up um, by not exactly. knowing what is really going on, by not educating yourself. And again, you know, like Goddess Metro said, finding some type of solution. You know, we exactly. can sit around and say, you know, these things are happening, but we definitely have to get to a point where we have to have to stop stop just anticipating and, and start actually preparing because um, this has been going on for for quite some time. And like I said, law enforcement and the FBI, they've been, they they have been studying law. They've been studying common right. law. That's how they know what to, questions to ask you so you can trip up and put yourself in danger. Now it's time for us to educate ourselves and, and see what it is, what sort of defense that we have and come up with a concrete plan because things are changing. We really don't know when, Things are going to really get bad, but things are in the works right now, and exactly. it's been well, well into preparations at this point in time. Right, definitely. And actually, it was Wednesday, November twenty fifth of this year, two thousand fifteen, that President um, Obama signed the National Def- uh, Defense Authorization Act, which is the NDAA. 
which this is not a new bill. This is something that has always been there. Um, but what I've read is that in the latest version, the S-1356, there's a section 1087 which reauthorizes um, the civilian marksmanship program to sell a surplus of the and this is this is the name of the gun is one nine one one or nineteen eleven and one nine one one a one pistols in their parts in accessories to the public now the sales are limited to ten thousand per year, so they're about um they're you know estimating about one hundred thousand of these pistols that are available um in surplus so <laughs> You know, as, as, as much as, you know, they say that, hey, we, you know, we, we want uh, more control on gun laws or, or, or guns in the hands of people, but then on the other hand, you're also allowing guns to be sold, or certain type of guns to be sold to the public. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they talk about gun control, but then you're also, and this just happened. This just happened. That they're allowing these types of guns is nice looking gun. Hell, I need to apply for one of them. <laughs> but you know, but sales are limited to ten thousand per year. As you know, so ten thousand per year is how many they can sell. So it's very interesting. Very interesting. Well, that, I don't you know, know about signing up for these type of guns. Who knows what kind <laughs> of they are? They might be faulty guns. You know, like the AK-47, you hear like some old AK this, AK that, and AK is a really crap for real. And you want to know some about guns, they know that it's cheaply made. And, you know, right. So maybe mm-hmm. the same situation um, with this too. You know, they're um, saying this certain type of gun, it could be faulty, or, you know, we don't really know what they got. Exactly. Anything that yeah. They, yeah. Anything that's given as, you know, or seen as a privilege is really something that's, um, that's not what you think. We'll Right, right. Okay. And even at this time, you know, if we have anyone on the line that would like to ask any questions or even add to the conversation, um, please do so because here again tonight um, we're going to have the show on for an hour. Usually, you know, we're on for two hours, but tonight we're just going to do an hour. So uh, if anyone cares to join in, please do. If not, we'll continue on. And we have like um, 15 minutes left in the show. So, but once again, you know, these are just concerns that um, you know we wanted to bring forth, and you know, have people really look at this stuff. And and you know, like Empress um, has stated before, you know, research this stuff for yourself so that you can know this for yourself. You know, um, a lot of the Christians, you know, they get into talking about you know, the end of time and, and, and the things that are happening at the end of time. And one of the things that they do say that happens, you know, not that the world is going to end literally, but uh, but when when there's a new, when there's a change that has to come about, um, unfortunately there are tragedies, you know, that happens prior to the change. So they're talking about, you know, um, when when things are, are you know the end and all this other stuff other things are about to transpire transpire so one of the things they say is that um you will you know what whatever has been hidden will come to light or even the false prophets now <laughs> it, it it is coming to light 
all of these false prophets, all of these these so-called men of God, you know. But even though, you know, the, the church people, they talk about this, but this stuff is really going to hit them hard. And are they ready to actually look at their pastor as a false prophet? You know, because I've seen so many of them say, oh, you know what, um, he he's human or whatever, and he just backslid. Or he's still a man of God, or she's still a, you know woman of God, or whatever. We forgive her, and 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 we you know what we we see this proof. We see this as proof what the church has done to its members. Uh, take for instance, was it that up in Carolina where that white guy went into the church and shot all those uh, members of the church in the black mm-hmm. church? What yep. did the members of the church do? Not a damn thing. And they came right out on TV yep. and said that we forgive them. What yep. in the sam hell? <laughs> yep. Yep. He was able to reload and, and still unload. Exactly. Um, and and no one no one did anything. You know, like when I was you know going, I would see like you know deacons and I would see um, you know the different men of the church. You know, they're normally pretty big guys. They're probably somewhat related or something like that. So you wouldn't think that you know someone would sit there and watch you know their auntie or, you know, whoever it is, whoever else is that, you know, was quote-unquote slotted, you know, for this to happen. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then that's something else that's questionable on its own, is if that was something that was real, because that could have been a false flag, which is also a part <laughs> of the agenda, is a, is a series of false flags. Right, definitely, definitely, definitely. You know, so, and then also that image that image that went into that church and did this to these people, that image, that white image has paralyzed the minds of our people because now when they see that white image, they bow down to it. They're afraid of it. You know, now had that been a black guy, I'm pretty sure the whole church probably would have jumped on his black ass up in there. <laughs> you know, that's we that's evident with the bail that was set. I think maybe he had maybe a million um, worth of bail. And then, you know, Eric Shepard, they don't even have any bail for him. And then, you know, Shepard, yeah. I think he had maybe two million. You know, it's like and this man went into a church, supposedly a place of peace. And right. so was it nine people? Nine, nine or ten people. people. And he yeah. got escorted. He even They took him to Burger King. Yeah. And put him on so a bulletproof jacket, vest, well, or whatever they call it. <laughs> That's why I really feel like it was something that was orchestrated, but you know, of course, of course, yeah, or not. Mm-hmm. But you know, the well, thing is, is that you really don't know, like, like what what teams these people are on, you know, right? And, and I honestly feel that the pastor of the church was the main target because the pastor of the church, um, and I, oh man, and and th- that church is deep because I think that church was the. Oh wow! Had something to do with the freedom uh, of the of the yeah, slaves. Used to, um, them. Right, the slaves. The slaves used to hold um, revolutionary meetings. In the right, church. exactly. At that time was actually like an anniversary and things for the. Right. Yeah, it was so, basically. It was a, if you look at history, they say that basically it was a place um, that the slaves would kind con- congregate to meet in order to overturn their slave masters. And they actually wouldn't go necessarily to quote unquote. Mhm, mhm. So here again, we have you know we have 
an establishment that actually, you know, was was like a landmark and 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 actually made history. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And right. and and, a, and and had a positive impact and the and the pastor of the church, he was such an advocate. He was such, you know, this guy, he, he was on a roll with what he was doing. He was all for the liberation of people. Now, that pastor, I'll give him some credit, you know, because I saw where he was going. But he was, he was, you know, he was growing. Here again, if you are, if you take that step to be a church leader and you're under that 501c3, you're limited. You cross those lines, you know, they're going to come after you. But here's a, here's another example because I am honestly at this point, you know, as much as you know, white people would say, or even some blacks, oh, get over slavery or get over what happened. How the hell can we get over? We can't we can't get over that, you know, or we can't forget that that ever happened. And one of the reasons why that we must not forget because I just found out that back in 1896, what was it called? The the, the Battle of Adwa, which actually took place. Uh, in Ethiopia, when Ethiopia came under attack by Mussolini and the Italians, but Ethiopia at that time defeated the Italians. The Italians now waited until the year 1935 to go back to Ethiopia, Ethiopia, and and and, and rage another war in revenge on Ethiopia. In 1935, so they jumped from 1836 to 19. They went back. To, to you know what I'm saying? So, and what really, <laughs> and, and it should not have shocked me, but the thing that got me was that the the uh, the Ethiopian government at that time, they, you know, they, worldwide, globally, requested that all African Americans, all Africans, all around the world, hey, get over here, come back, you know, come back to Ethiopia, help us defeat these Italians. Um, a letter was submitted to the U.S. government or whoever was in charge. Well, this is in 1935, so the letter was submitted to the U.S. government at that time. And the U.S. government said no. And and if any black person here in America uh, decided to, you know, I guess get a ticket or whatever, flight to uh, Ethiopia, um, they were not going to let them get on that plane or anything else. They were going to get put in jail. You know, and and um and the United States government stated, you know, listen, we're at peace with Italy right now. We don't want no problems with Italy. Okay, but Italy is over there raging war without without a damn reason. And you're telling me that I can't go over here and help my brothers, but yet you want my people here in America to fight in your damn war for you. This is why America's about to get his ass kicked. You know. From from these other countries because um the, the the idiots that are running America has done so much shit under the sleeve above the sleeve it, it it's time for all that nonsense to end. Hello. Yes. Hello. <laughs> How you doing? Fine. How We're still on the line. <laughs> all right. My name is Jeff Baker. Oh hi Jeff. Thanks for calling in. Hey, how you hey, doing? Jeff. I know we have a few minutes left, but uh. I have a question concerning the 501c3. Yes. Is that correct? Yes. yes. Well, it's 501c3 and some even state 501 
3C. 3C or C3. We know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. Okay, well, do you think there are, I guess, some pastors or or leaders that are going against the grain in that matter, um, speaking on, like, the matter of, okay, we've, we've seen the incident with Donald Trump with the, I believe it was like 100 pastors or something like that, 100 black pastors. Right. So, And that's mm-hmm. concerning, like, a political matter. So do you think they're under the 5013C or, or of CPF? Course. Absolutely. Of hmm. course they are. Otherwise, they would not have been in attendance. Right. Absolutely. Oh, okay. Mhm. Definitely. Yeah, this is what it is. Because even when you look at at Trump's um, history, that he doesn't make a lot of income. He gets all his his money from from dividends. But he's been taught that because you know his family for years and years and years. And there's actually a little meme out now about his um, about his people how they've been um, basically deceitful all their lives. And um for them to meet, you know, with politicians, I mean that's um I mean there's you're you've already heard I guess the tabloid statement that you're not supposed to mix uh church and state. And um that's exactly, you know, what is happening. And if you look up the um the contract of the five oh one C three, it uh it mentions that, you know, they're that the churches are not really supposed to speak, you know, one way or the other, but they're also not supposed to um that's supposed to criticize against government. So basically right, they right. are still they are still anchoring and still saying, you know, that these are things that you do, you know, that you abide by man's law, you know, but it's supposed to be, I guess, under God's law, but, you know, man's law is what is being put out in perspective. So exactly. um, with the, this meeting, I mean, it, it definitely has something to do with money and definitely has something to do with um, not only just the pastors, but their congregations as well. Exactly. Well, because being that there are certain ones that have actually been recruited, okay, you know, you know, I, I say this sometimes that you know, at times we have like short term memory, because if you guys think back, what was this like more towards the end of last year? Um, at the time, you know, I, I couldn't really put my finger on it, but. Remember the the black pastors that also went to Rome and met with the Pope, mm-hmm. you know, because they're trying to mm-hmm. globalize this whole thing. They want this one world order. They're still trying to fight for this. They're still trying to fight for the control over select few because right now, you know, they're claiming that the planet is too overpopulated. You know, we got people living all across the land, right? So if they were to depopulate, you know, some of the people here and, and, and crunch people into, you know, certain locations, um, you know, then they feel that, hey, now we have more of a control. But the thing is, I see, <laughs> what a lot of people or, or a lot of Christians don't want to admit to or don't want to accept is that uh, all these churches are babies of the Catholic Church. They're all babies of the Catholic Church. Okay? And so when when you when you're a baby, okay, when daddy calls, you better react, you better jump and go. And that's basically what's happening that, you know, these these pastors they've sold themselves out and they've sold out their people, they've sold out their congregation. You know? So when they've been recruited and and like um 
Empress Issa just stated, you know, they're under this contract. They're under this contract, not stating that they met with the Pope and met with Trump to make, uh, you know, influential political moves. Um, No, but it's basically like they're checking in, and they're still going through Mm -hmm. their training, and they're still being put in check. Hey, guys, this is what we're doing. This is what you got to do to make sure, hey, your members are conforming to this. Or that the in, in hell, in, in, not just your members, but if you can reach anyone that you know still think that Jesus is it, get them too. Mm-hmm. So it's all about conforming, keeping people um, docile, you know. So like we stated, when something um, is popping off and people are running around or doing whatever, trying to figure this thing out, okay, the church they can listen, you know, calm down, come in here with us, you know. Give up your weapons, you know, give up this and, you know, come, I mean, it's it's crazy. It's crazy how things, and I'm hoping that it doesn't go that way, but, you know, 10 years later, you know, because, like, I found out a lot of this information 10 years ago, so 10 years later, like I stated before, we're seeing a lot of this stuff um, actually start to play out right in front of us. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, but definitely, yeah, definitely. The, the wormhole gets gets deeper if you um, really look into it because technically um, America is still under, like, Roman Catholic rule. Definitely. Um, so, yeah, that's something else you can look into as well. So the, the wormhole gets deeper. The right. rabbit hole gets deeper. Right. I mean, just just for the <laughs> just for the the fact that, you know, we're paying taxes and there's no law that states that, you know, well, we are, we already know how that came about. But anyways, um, you know, you know, like the verse in the Bible where, um, who was who that, that, that there was the Pharisees, I think they said, that went to, you know, quote unquote Jesus and um, was asking about taxes or whatever. And supposedly he said, you know, give unto Caesar what's due to Caesar and give unto God what's due to God. Okay, but hold the hell up. Because why are people having to pay Caesar taxes and for what? So still to this day, from that Roman law, you know, that Roman control, here we are today still paying taxes. So, all right. But um, thank you. And I've forgotten his name. Oh, my gosh, I've forgotten the guy's name. Yeah. But thank you so much for calling in. I'm sorry. You you welcome. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Um, and if there's you know anyone else that would like to you know ask a question or join a conversation, by all means do so. Um, so other than that, I think we've I think we um, covered quite a bit. You know. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, tonight was going to be a short night unless we really got engaged. Um, you know, in the conversation, then we would, you know, continue on. But, um, you know, the best knowledge, I would say, is self-knowledge. You know, we have mm-hmm. to be aware of, you know, all these monopoly moves that um, these people are making. And, you know, the thing that I, I look at as well is that all of these guys are making these moves, and um, we, we really don't have a say-so. We're just, you know... But one thing that I would say is that, you know, getting back into African spirituality and and knowing who you are through, you know, your African spirituality would definitely, definitely help and actually, um, you know, help to make more sense of the things that are happening and transpiring. Because even though these things are happening around us, technically it doesn't have to include us. 
So, uh, you know, it, Empress Ify and I, you know, we, we we do, we meditate, you know, just, you know, to keep sanity. And, um, uh, but oh, yeah. still, <laughs> yeah, you know, but still meditation and, and um, other things um, definitely changes, you know, your perspective and changes everything around you because um, we don't have an army. We, we don't have an army, you know, to arm up and, and protect us, you know, so we have to go to what our ancestors used, you know, to protect them. And it's just that, you know, throughout the, the, the millennia, you know, um, so much has changed, so much has got watered down, and, you know, so many people went different ways. But yet still, mm-hmm. you come to find out in Africa and even in Australia that there's still, you know, people that still carry on, the, the you know, the true African root, who they really are. There are people... That you know, you you go there. You know, we see pictures and, and whatever. Um, they're not fully clothed. You know, clothes, clothing means nothing to them. You know, these mm-hmm. people are connected to nature. They're connected to the elements. You know, and I think that that would really change once you know a, a lot more of us actually got back to that. You know, honor, respecting the elements, and 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 really connect them with nature. Uh, in the universe, I think that would really, really um, make a difference in our lives at this point. I see. I agree, guys. Um, definitely must return back to nature. As I always say, is that we need to be as healthy and fit as possible. Um, how you treat yourself is uh, is the environment that you're going to create. Um, as uh, Goddess Nature said, we do meditate. Uh, we get. Um, our mind's ready, you know, to kind of strategize in, um, in this world. It's, it's sort of like you set up your program and when you meditate, and then when you go out into the physical, you're actually executing what you program, what you um, strategized on. <clears throat> but um, definitely being as, as healthy and fit as possible is the beginning. Um, this way you'll be able to think clearly and you'll be coordinated, uh, which are going to be, you know, two, I guess, very, I guess, basic but very, very, very uh, substantial uh, aspects that we would need to have have sharp have sharpened. Mm-hmm. So, um, definitely. definitely to you all, we definitely uh, appreciate you know you all's time, and we encourage you to continue to to educate yourself. If you have any questions, uh, definitely feel free to reach out to us. We're accessible. Um, my Facebook name is changed. So, you know, once Empress Nikita Creates, but um. Now it is uh, Ify Imoja, um, so you can find me on the link, on the link, and also Goddess Nature, or you can um, or you can send a message to the Goddess Rising Network, and we'll definitely be glad to elaborate more. Um, we're here as you all need, so thank you. Definitely, definitely. Thank you guys so much, and Nature. <laughs> Ify, I'm calling you Nature. I'm like in another world right now. <laughs> We're yeah, tired. We're kind of tired. But Empress definitely always a pleasure, and um, we would um, we we really need to get together, and um, and also yeah, we need to. We'll talk more about the the Goddess Retreat as well because I still want to, you know, put that together. You know, that's something we've been working on. So thank you once again, and until next time, guys. We'll see you then. I see. I see.
If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.